to always get the latest Game Tea, do not forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. Everybody and welcome to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. My name is JP. I'm Zach. And I'm Zar. Oh, what? Oh, my stars. What was that? Do we have a wild Zar on our podcast today? A wild Zar has indeed appeared. <gasps> oh, my God. Peaches may be gone today, which we'll get into here in a minute, but we've got Zar back. Zar, how are you doing, man? Much, much better. I am feeling a ton better. My back is mostly healed and things are more or less returning to normal. If you can consider anything from 2020 to 2021 normal. Yeah, no fucking kidding, right? But I'm here. I'm alive. I'm happy to record and be back. Well, I would love to say that the family is all together again, except Peaches is now missing. Fuck. Yeah, I know. Listen to this really selfish thing Peaches did. So he's in college right now. Doesn't have a ton of money because he's selfish. Yeah. And his motherboard on his PC just decided to break because he's selfish. What's up with that? I heard he poured cola in it. (laughs) Is that actually what happened? No, no, it just pooped out. (laughs) That's what I thought. I was like, oh, my God, did he actually pour something on his PC by accident? I didn't know what the whole story was. I thought it just pooped out. I was just trying to slander the guy. (laughs) libel and slander is fun (laughs) I'll be honest we have been just stricken with some stupidity on the game T podcast like just I feel like stuff keeps hitting us left and right stricken with stupidity it's just it's been kind of (laughs) silly yeah and you know the funny thing about me returning and peaches being gone is we have all been like dying to do another round of music mayhem soon because peaches and myself have not hosted it yet And so upon my return, his PC decides to die and we still can't do music mayhem. (laughs) That is 100% correct. So we had to improvise. And so thankfully, Zara is an editing mastermind. So he was able to put some hot takes together for us or I guess just funny bloopers. Um, So we really get some of those notes out. So just thank you for your patience and us and figuring our messy lives out and smooth brain mistakes. Smooth um, yeah. brain. We do With have that, the smoothest brains in town. Can I talk itinerary, fam? Yeah. Hell yeah. Give us itinerary, Zach. Today on the podcast, we are talking about Evil Dead. It's got a big update. Stream or Steam Deck. Stream quotes and notes. I was proud of that one. Uh, <laughs> Niantic being uh, Niantic. That's not a positive thing, Zar. Um, no. Four. EA is playing themselves because EA is EA and five is quick takes a lot of quick takes so we're going to be quick with our quick takes uh, can I take the first article or uh, anything else we want to do any more banter more banter boys no dude you are ready to go what do we have in the first article Zach so I'm pretty excited to see this just because COVID sucks and I just feel like people have been kind of rushing games out and overworking their staff 
Um, and so this first article comes to us from gamesradar.com. It is by Connor Sheridan and it's Evil Dead. The game has been delayed to next year as it adds a full-fledged single player mode. I thought this was really neat because first off, Evil Dead is kind of competing in the same space as what is it, Friday the 13th and then is it Dead by Daylight? Yes, Dead um, by Daylight is yeah, still very popular. I kind of I kind of mixed them up because Dead by Daylight has had so many updates where they've just been adding in horror franchises. And I oh, yeah, to, I think I have to remind Chucky's myself, wait, now or started Dead by Daylight, but they had they, they've just had so many like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and it's all these other killers coming to it and things like that. Um, and so the reason I, I'm, I'm drawing that comparison is because um, those games are known for they have a really great multiplayer uh foundation but there's not really anything that like makes them like great single player wise and so that's why i'm glad like the evil dead is not just copying you know um mm-hmm. dead by daylight where you're doing like that 4v1 um atmosphere it's also adding a single player mode to kind of make itself unique and so i'm just glad to see that they're not rushing this out they're saying hey like we realize there's kind of this gap in the gaming industry or in the in this gaming space with this genre. And so we're going to add a full-fledged single player mode. We're not going to rush it. And we're going to make this game the best it can be. And so I'll open that up before I go through. Anything you guys want to add? Zar, you're our horror guy. What do you think about this move? I, well, okay. So upon first inspection, like the article is Evil Dead game delayed next year as it adds a single player mode. And on the surface, I was like, why are they adding that as an afterthought? But when you look into the article, like, you know, they want to make sure the game is tweaked perfectly and it plays right. And like while they're doing that, they're coming up with a single player. So it's really nice to see that the game is not delayed because of the addition of the single player, which really gives me a lot of hope and excitement to play this game in the future. The 4v1 style game has become really popular and I'm pretty sure it started with Evolve. Um, I was just a thinking that actually. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're correct. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's a really great scene. And I mean, horror just made it their own. And man, the Evil Dead is so like a uh, cult classic that it's it's really nice to see it come back to the light of day. I am very excited for this. JP, do you have any experience with Evil Dead movies? Um. The movie, yes, the movie. I am a moderate fan of the movie because I'm a big fan of the horror genre and movies in general. Um, the the great thing about horror movies is when they're really scary, they're really good, and even when they're a big joke, they're still really good. That's what I love ho- about horror movies. Like, um, of course, everybody knows Rubber. Oh yeah. Oh, Rubber about the rolling tire. So here's what's kooky about this game, though. Most of the horror genre in video games in general has happened from a space of we're going to make this really intense story, but don't have a ton of ideas on the multiplayer. And then, you know, games like what Zach was talking about, like Dead by Daylight, came along and mixed that up where it's like we have a really bitchin' idea for like a horror experience that's multiplayer, but not necessarily a story. So... I think it goes a lot a lot along the lines of what Zach was saying. We're like, Evil Dead doesn't just want to outright rip off what those other games have come out in recent years have been doing. If they've got a great idea for a story mode, I'm all for waiting to see what it's going to be like, because ultimately, 
that's what I want to see in these video games about horror is a great story. That being said, even if this is delayed a year, that's a year for writing a story, creating that story, storyboarding the story, animating it, you know, getting your animators to do its thing. I guess my question for you guys that's remaining is if we gave them, let's say, another year to do this, which it sounds like they don't anticipate it taking much longer than that. Do you think they'll be able to pull off a really good story? Eh, I think the story will be all right. Um, Have either of you guys watched the I think it was like FX or HBO show uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead? Yes, that's what this game is based off of, because you'll find the same characters um, I guess across all the universes, but mostly focused on that timeline. Um, this another kinda, point I wanted like to bring a, up. It's it, like a love letter for Evil Dead, right? Like it's all the movies over time. And so like, even though yeah. like you said, like it is kind of taking that main timeline, there is like the, the, the third Evil Dead movie, which was just full on campy horror, like fantasy medieval horror, where they just yeah. <laughs> Evil Dead is like darkness. the meme of horror without Greatest like this movie. I, I love these movies because they just know what they are and they embrace it. So that's why I'm hopeful for the story. Um, they even they did a God, I can't remember the director who did Don't Breathe and Don't Breathe 2 that's coming out soon. He did a remake of Evil Dead back in 2013. And he just said, yeah, fuck right. the campiness and like just made one of the most scary movies I have ever seen. I watched it in theaters and granted, I was in high school, so I was a little bit easier to scare back then. But like <laughs> I was sitting there like, holy guacamole, I could pee my pants right now. Like this is some good ass <laughs> shit. Hey, and who so peed I hope, in my pants? <laughs> I hope I hope that they just find like they balance it out because you have like you can go campy full camp mode or you can go full horror mode. And I hope they do the full Evil Dead because it's a twister of all of those emotions, all those uh, thought process. You guys yeah, just, just got to embrace their inner Bruce Campbell. Yeah, you guys just yeah, got yeah. me so excited for this game, man. I am pumped up to see what they do now. I mean, even I have if this, one last. Yeah, what do you got? Oh, sorry. I was going to say I have one last point that I wanted to make because we keep comparing uh, this game to Dead by Daylight. Um, Ash Williams, a.k.a. the main character of The Evil Dead, is a character like DLC in Dead by Daylight. And honestly, like most of the mechanics side by side look identical. I'm wondering if they when they made that DLC character that they implemented and reused most of those mechanics to build this world around it. Interesting. I always think that's so interesting because I'm like, how do they balance that? Because like I'm all for saving time. And if you can reuse an engine and then like just take it with another idea, which is what I wish they would have done with like The Legend of Zelda. Like there's so much they had with just the engine, let alone like if they added a good story and stuff. (laughs) Um, So where I was going with that is like, I always wonder like, what's like the copyright? Like, like when is it like you have to give so much to someone if you use their engine and like things like that? Because like, I'm with you. Like, I'm like, Zara, they're like, wait a second. Evil Dead's so much bigger than just Bruce Campbell. He's a huge freaking part of it. Let's make our own game. And it's like, I don't, I don't know. When do similarities start just be straight up copywriter? Like gets you in trouble. Well, I mean, that's an interesting point you bring up because I mean, think of all the people who, who use the unreal engine. Yeah, this is, this is totally not something we need to discuss right now. And my cat is freaking scratching at my door. 
Um, but yeah, like think of the people who use the Unreal Engine. Yeah. Like what what are the ramifications or stipulations that they have to go through to use that engine? That's true. It's something to think about for sure. And so I'm actually really impressed with us because I thought this could have been a quick take and we got a lot of good out of that. So um, I've been excited <laughs> to talk about the Evil Dead. I could go on for an hour about my excitement. I was <laughs> going to say, dare. Zach, how did you Don't think you, you were? Dare. Zach, how did you think you were going to bring up the Evil Dead? And Zara was going to be like, oh, that's cool. Time to move on. Like, no. <laughs> Next take. I can't read that guy. I can't read. <laughs> I can't read that guy. Right. <laughs> Mainly because we don't have video. <laughs> True. True. Uh, yeah, Zach, I can take this next fella. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, this next article is coming to us from PCGamer.com, written by one Mr. Jorge Jimenez. So thank you very much, Jorge. Uh, Steam Deck can stream games for up to eight hours. Let's get a little bit into this article. One of JPS. the biggest... Oh, yeah, sorry. what's up? No, what's up? I was going to ask. I always feel like you do a good job with this. I just wanted to like keep it going. Like, Can you explain what what's different between like streaming a game versus like just playing on your switch yeah yeah, that's a good that's a good you know what that is fair so what is game streaming well as most of you know for years now whenever you want to play a video game of course you can download a game straight to the console or you go to the store you buy a disc or if you're a nintendo switch guy you buy a cartridge whatever nintendo's doing at the fucking time um but what that does is it downloads the game straight to your console if you have the game and it's on a disc, the disc has the game on it. So you put in the disc, you play the game. So streaming, what is game streaming? Well, game streaming means that the game is not directly on your console. Instead- So you don't download it? You don't. What game streaming is, is it means you have like this cloud-based service, which is like internet, and the internet streams the game to your device. like. You are playing the game through the server that is located through the internet somewhere far away. The game is not directly on your device. No Wi-Fi, no playtime. No Wi-Fi. And yes, that is the stipulation there is if, you know, for some reason you don't have a good internet connection, you're at the, at best, you're going to get a very laggy experience. And at worst, you're not going to be able to play the game. But there are certainly advantages to the whole thing, too. But that is, in a nutshell, what game streaming is. So let me ask you this, then. Is there a difference in performance and battery life with physical copy versus streaming? Those are both And hell, even downloading? Those are both great questions, too, actually, Zar. And this article gets just a little bit into that. That was a perfect segue, and I don't know if you meant to do that. I did not. Happy coincidence. (laughs) Segways. So coming straight from the article, one of the biggest uh, Steam Deck questions we've had is how much game time we'll get from this 40 watts per hour battery. And for folks who prefer to stream their Steam games from their gaming PC over playing them locally from the handheld console's SSD, we've got some good news for you. On a trip to Valve headquarters to see the Steam Deck in person, the developer gave us a pretty impressive figure. Valve's Greg Coomer tells us that you can play for something like 8 hours of Death Stranding or a high-performance game on this unit if you're streaming it rather than playing it locally. So... I like how specific he is with the something like 8 hours. Yes, and... (laughs) I'm here to get into those. I don't know, give or take. Yeah, I know. And I'm here to get into that figure a little bit. So 
here's the thing. If you are using your device, let's say you have your game and the game is installed to the solid state drive of the gaming console. It's going to take a bit more power for your unit to, you know, have the CPU, grab the data that you need, put it in the RAM and then use that however it needs to be used. That's one of the advantages of game streaming is that your console doesn't have to worry about any of that. The CPU still does a little bit of the work, but if you're streaming the game from somewhere, most of the time, the internet's gonna take that data and put it inside of your RAM, and then the RAM just straight to the game console. It's a little bit more streamlined, and that way it has the potential to save you a little bit of power, but I'm gonna give you guys a 100% honest opinion. To say, for Greg Coomer, to say, I don't know, something like eight hours you'll pre you'll be able to get out of, you know, Death Stranding. That is absolute baloney. With this 40 watt per hour battery, they've already said it before. Other, you know, big YouTubers have already talked about that, where you could probably expect like four hours out of this thing on one of these games max. I mean, it even said from previous interviews, like a game like Portal 2, which, you know, isn't, you know, blocky but it's also not high performing. Even that at 30 frames per second is getting you like five to six hours out of the Steam Deck. So I'm going to be honest. I think game streaming is cool. I think there's a place for it, but I think Greg Coomer coming out and saying, oh yeah, it plays something like eight hours is clear businessman misdirection. And frankly, Oof, yeah, that's yeah, that's setting expectations way too high. And that makes me mad because everybody has had so much hype for the Steam Deck ever since we've known that it's a thing. And for good reason. It's a great console. It's bringing a lot of promise to portability, which of course means that Zach is probably a huge fan of this concept. And yeah, it's exactly what you just said, Zar. They're starting to set up these unrealistic expectations, which ultimately is going to come back to bite them in the butt. So with that being okay. said, what do you guys think about this? I got a quick question, and this is for comparison's sake. Uh, Zach, I know that the Switch does not stream games, but what what's the estimate on the battery life for a Switch if you're playing like, uh, I don't know, Xenoblade or Breath of the Wild? Uh, it's funny you say that. So like there are a few games that are streamed. There's Resident Evil 7, there's really? Control, huh. and there's Hitman 3. Um, oh yeah yeah that's right that's right it's really based on the server that you so saw like i believe all three of those are their servers based in japan there might be one that's in america now i kind of have stopped because it's just like you're not gonna get a good server <laughs> a good latency <laughs> from a server based off in japan no matter how great your internet is um so be, saying that, though, like in response to your question, I would say like if I'm playing Xenoblade Chronicles, max brightness, got sound on, probably be about three, four, four, three to four hours. And I'd say with Breath of the Wild 2 versus something okay. like um, Shovel Knight and get probably eight or nine hours out of. Um, That's fair. That's fair. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, like JP said, like it's not like always high performance. It depends how many models and stuff are on there, too, um, and things like that. And just how optimized the game is. Mm -hmm. um, I really am not interested in the Steam Deck, to be totally honest. I just really, I just don't, I don't see a space for it. Like, why wouldn't you just use a gaming laptop if you're out and about? 
Well, I don't know. You could make an argument that you want a controller, but then why aren't you just playing a switch? Well, then you argue you want graphics and it's like, then why don't you have a laptop? And so I don't know. I think it's a very niche market. Do I think it's going to fail? No, I just think it's really damn niche. And I think they are not doing themselves a favor if they exaggerate things like this. Mm, um, but no. maybe they are accurate or maybe they just uh, need to make sure that they err on the side of realism. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I guess you're there's a fine right. line between you want to sell it, but you also don't want to disappoint a bunch of people either. Um, and it's a fine line. Well, there, there. let's not forget legal ramifications, right? I mean, there's a point where that could become false marketing if it's not. Look, based on oh, yeah, what if I- they jump yeah. up to like 15 hours, they'll get sued for that. Exactly. Like if they're like, oh yeah, you can get 10 hours of Death Stranding and you get like two. Like, yeah, that's huge. Like mismarketing. You could get in a lot of trouble for that. It was a misdirection. It was a misinput. It was a misinput. <laughs> And Zach, I gotta say, I'm actually pretty surprised at your response. I figured you'd be all over a device like this, but you are making some excellent points. I don't think it's as niche as you believe that it is. I just feel like the market isn't as big as they want it to be, but I still definitely think it's really cool. But yeah, they shouldn't I be agree like... With that. It is cool. I'm just... Yeah. yeah. You know, if one magically fell into my lap, I would accept it, but I'm not, I don't, I'm not gonna seek this out. Especially with what we now know know about, like, the price points of this, which we'll get into at a different time. But I don't know. Like, uh, for up to eight hours, I guess the bottom line is that's an extremely bold claim. We can wait and see how this is going to go. But honestly, just based on what I already know about how this works. Yeah, no, you're not playing Death Stranding on this thing for eight hours. That That's not happening. There's no way. Also, what game on PC would you really want to play portable? Because I feel like, oh, any of these indie titles that are kind of fun. Well, those are already on the Switch because the Switch has basically all of the indie titles now. Right. I am in complete agreement with you guys. All right. So I think we can move on. And uh, this next guy is for Czar. Czar, the first article you've got back to the podcast and it's great news, right? I wish because it's not <laughs> and I'm really I'm actually personally upset about this, too. Um, so recently, Niantic felt like it was time to get back to normal and go do things. So they reduced all of the Pokestops and like your ability to spin stops and hit gyms from like 20, 15 yards away from where it actually is, they are all reduced to normal now, the distances, because they apparently think COVID is over. So in a nutshell, they essentially put the game back in the state it was in before the pandemic even happened. Correct, correct. Um, yeah, it's, it's basically back to normal and everybody's outraged about this. Actually enough to... Uh, cause a hashtag on Twitter to boycott Pokemon Go for a day. Mm-hmm. And um, Niantic actually responded back to this. I was going to say, it's a pretty long letter, so we don't want to read the entire yeah. thing. But there's a couple no, slaps in the faces while I'm reading this that I want you to go over. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, so basically Niantic is encouraged, and this is coming from their letter, encouraging people to explore exercise and safely play together in person remains Niantic's mission. Bruh. So they want us to go go hang out in public again. I mean, that that's part of the slap in the face, right? Is it's yeah. like the health and well-being of players is our top priority. That's like the third paragraph there. They're pretending like COVID's over. Like, oh, it's over. Yeah, when it's Everybody actually go not. back outside so we can, you know, keep making money. Well, and I mean, I'm I'm guessing, and this is just tinfoil hat here, but they they're not making as much money. They're not doing as much with the events because most of their events are geared towards, you know, hitting pokey stops, like several different pokey stops and like walking around in the world and like severing that major component to their game and making it, you know, a game you play on the sofa now mm-hmm. is is really a drop in their revenue, I'm assuming, is why they would do anything like this. I mean, it's really amazing. Like, to give them the credit where it's due, when this pandemic hit, they did uh, so much to accommodate its player base, and they knew that they were going to be making a lot less money, right? They did so much Absolutely. to accommodate their player base and everybody who was still playing Pokemon Go, which is, like they said, still a very strong community, was incredibly grateful for that, right? It was the very first time I was ever able to participate in Pokemon Go Fest because they made it worldwide and anybody could have all of the bonuses from where their home was. Yes. Amazing. Now, without having to travel like Germany. I mean, I feel like the fact is, let's say the pandemic was over. Let's say it it, it was over. Everything's back to quote unquote normal. People were probably still going to complain that these benefits that the game had introduced because of the pandemic were going away. Because let's be honest, like the pandemic did kind of ruin the point of Pokemon Go, right? Where you're supposed to go outside and like actually go search for these Pokemon. Kind of took the go out of Pokemon Go. Precisely, and just made it like essentially a different form of a Pokemon game. But the problem is the pandemic most certainly is not over. (laughs) And in fact, with the Delta variant, it's getting a lot worse before it's going to get any better. Yeah, no, it's 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 getting bad out there. And this was definitely a miscalculation on Pokemon Go's part. Um, Here is the... Uh, response, like the direct response from the Niantic Labs to the people who boycotted Pokemon Go. We appreciate your letter and all of your feedback. We hear you. We are humbled by your response. Not every game has such a passionate global player base that we're fortunate enough to have. Mm-hmm. They're, they're basically saying all of the people who were outraged were just passionate players you know just the people who really really love this game it's so funny how like just in your face the businessman like sleazy rhetoric is in this fucking letter yeah it's it's cringeworthy and like i said i am personally affected by this and very very annoyed um, not enough to be as outraged as a lot of the community um i recently checked the comments in like the app where you you know your play store where you download pokemon go everybody's giving it one stars and just like cussing niantic out and just 
really wanting them down. I, I think that's unwarranted, though, you know? Yeah, I don't think it should go that far. Like I said, there were going to be people who complained about that, even if the pandemic really was over. But it's not. Yeah. So we knew sucks. it was going to return to normal. Just hit the pokey stops in parking lots and stay in your car. Don't go near anybody. You just got to get a little closer now. Just just be careful out there, everybody. And, you know, I'm going to keep catching Pokemon. And Zara loves I, At the end of the day, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Zach, you have anything to add to this before we move on? They got caught. Yeah. That's <laughs> Great input, Zach. <laughs> that uh, I, yeah. I like that a lot. Can I talk about EA? Fuck yes. Talk about EA, Zach. Do you want to talk about EA? Oh, yeah. I want to talk about EA. You yeah. sounded very excited about that. All right. This L- Nobody hates EA more than Zach. Fact. Because I still can't play a fucking Madden game on my Switch. All right. Oof. <laughs> Secondly, Oof. I hate Madden. But I would buy a Madden game just so I can play Madden on the go. I can't play Madden, but also I hate Madden. Even though I know it's the same Madden that I bought on my PS2 in 2010. Because these guys are the laziest sacks of shit I ever heard of. (laughs) Anyway, why do I hate EA so much? Because they're lazy and they suck. All right. Anyway, I I read this quote and I and I like laughed a little. I was like, no fucking way. They just said this. I'm not going to tell you just yet because Dustin Bailey is my guy. Dustin Bailey uh, writes on PCGamesN.com um, and he read my mind. So here's the here's the headliner because he did it perfectly. EA thinks it doesn't get enough credit for how good it is with acquired studios. We need more hands to pat ourselves on the back. <laughs> oh, no, hold on. Zar, it's even better than that. EA has a bit of a reputation when it comes to acquiring and shutting down studios. <laughs> the publisher's closure of beloved developers ringing from bullfrog in westwood to pandemic and black box it's never so well with fans but hey at least respawn is putting out a great financially successful battle royale game one for five 20 but ea thinks it doesn't get enough credit for how good it has been with companies that they purchase they're just you know jp when you take a test if you got a 20 percent on a test you can throw that good passing or failing i would be kicked out of grad school immediately exactly so the odd fucking dacity of this cfo to say um blake jorgensen um that they don't think ea gets enough credit for things like this um yeah yeah just say that one out of five of your children is a poster child for successful ea acquisitions is pretty silly hey look at my kid He's on the honor roll, but you have four other children. Yeah, but look at this but the, one. But look the at others this don't guy. matter. You literally killed four of them. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a great comparison. It's like I've had five kids. This one's doing great, though. Where's your other four kids? They're in the disappointment closet. And you know what's funny, Zach, is this guy was reading my mind at the well with that little jab at the very end. It's just a shame black box isn't around to handle skate Four, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Skate 4 is going to a different studio this time around. It's one of it's one of the reasons why people are a little bit more worried about the game, especially like huge skate fans like I am. This was in the quick take section, but this this turned into I I knew it was going to be an event session for me. I wanted to see if JP wanted to add to it. JP, thanks for making me right. Keep going, babe. No, here's the thing. To give credit where it's due, Apex is very popular. I'm not a huge fan, as many people know. 
but it's super popular and it's even it's a very well-made game it's just not my cup of tea but yeah for them to say look how great this is doing and just like after all the other bullshit that they've done to the studios to the industry to the fans to gamers in general they have the audacity to come out here with tears in their eyes that they're wiping away with hundred dollar bills going oh people are being mean to us fuck off these are the, this is the company that perfected and really coined the art of lazy game making mm. like copy and paste don't forget microtransactions oh and yes the microtransactions the worst thing to hit the gaming community ever uh, look ea is the butt of every video game joke and that's their thing uh, here's the thing with ea that was clearly true, but I I thought they understood that and just didn't care. Nope, they're in their own fucking worlds. Yeah, precisely. It's like they're hearing about this for the first time, just going around in the staff meeting like, I don't know, have you seen that like Skinner meme from The Simpsons? Like, is it, you know, am I out of touch? No, it's the gamers who are wrong. <laughs> That's literally how it's the I- gamers. It's the gamers who are wrong. That's literally how I feel about these motherfuckers right now. I'm kind of sick of it. How dare you make fun of me and chastise me for things that are exactly true. <laughs> what was that? This hundred dollar bill was blocking my hearing. What'd you say? More transactions? <laughs> oh. I got you. <laughs> I miss say the less. days of Saturday morning when you would wake up and hear EA Sports. It's in the game. EA Sports. Go fuck yourself. I miss those days. <laughs> yeah, so shout out to Dustin Bailey. Um, we're going to have an episode soon that kind of goes over our goals. Or just maybe like a Patreon thing. We're still deciding. But um, yeah, one of my goals is like, I think we're getting better at it. It's like just being able to like, pull all these facts like over time like we we see all the dots i think we do a good job of that but like we don't prove our thinking as well as uh, i think we want to and so having dustin bailey's article here really helps me uh, see that hey wait just so i know like it's not me just with my perception ea is bad ea is statistically terrible with its companies i don't um, know about you but i'm mad as hell <laughs> We need Charlie Day to come in here and connect all of these conspiracy theory dots. <laughs> From It's Always Sunny. Yeah. All right. We are ready for some quick takes. We've got quite a few <laughs> today. On. JP, let's try it again. Try it again. We're ready for some what kind of takes? Quick takes? Oh. Sizzling hot takes, baby. Take it away, Zach. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. We are doing Zach's sizzling hot takes again. Yeah. Yeah. Zach, take us away. All right. First up, take two is working on new releases of previous iterations. So think Red Dead and GTA. Great. Yay. Woo. No, no, we no. Come see on. All that shit again. This is actually good news because I just got done playing Red Dead 2. Would love to get my hands on Red Dead 1, but there's very, it's really hard to find it on a newer gen console. So this is good news for me. I got a physical copy if you want to borrow it. <laughs> a physical copy for which console? 360. Oh man, am I going to have to dust off my Xbox 360? Oh yeah. You have a 360? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Today I learned. Today I, I have learned. an Xbox 360. I loved that thing. It was a Xbox 360 was great. I saw a meme that was like the real ones went PS2, Xbox 360, PS4. And I was like, yes. 
That's precisely nah, the real what I ones. Did. Real ones went PC, bro. Okay, peaches. <laughs> into Wii, into Wii U. Okay, next, uh, next quick take. Uh, Back for Blood beta. You want to talk about this, Star? Yeah, I actually uh, participated a little bit in the beta. I was uh, hanging out with a buddy of mine over the weekend, and it's not at all what I expected. So much like this title sounds like Left 4 Dead, it's made by a lot of the same people and kind of that same four person versus a shitload of zombies survive uh, horror game style that, you know, Valve created. This is not that game. This game has mechanics of that, but that's about it. All of the UI was just a little bit too confusing. I think a lot of players did not expect how unnecessarily convoluted this was. I mean, this really felt like Destiny with zombies in it. Damn, really? Yeah, I mean, you could level up all the guns and like then you could pick up those guns in maps and um, there was like all these rarities. Of course, microtransactions were going to be included. Um, man, the the grinding too. It, it had the same kind of grinding mechanic where it would want you to do a certain zombie quest over and over and over. Another big thing, and I kind of wanted to save this for the end, but uh, apparently there was also another kerfluffle with racism and some of the zombie enemies. Ooh, yeah, it, it was cleared up. So what happened was several streamers were streaming the beta and a zombie would come out of nowhere and start slinging racial slurs. Well, so they would say a racial, we'll just say racial slur. Yeah, I don't want to like. Yeah, don't put any of that on here. Specifically towards black people, you know? And really? It was entirely unintentional. The game developers acknowledged it immediately. And I heard, I thought I heard this while playing the beta, but after watching some of the streams, it was it was very close. It was it was very close and definitely should have been checked over twice. But what yeah, no happened kidding. was it was an overlap of two different zombie voices, which is actually really simple and a very neat way to create a third voice from two different voices. However, the way the syllables in the letters meshed up was a very unfortunate coincidence oh, that kind so, of had a oh, lot of people wow. up in arms. Okay, yeah. so so it was nothing intentional. It was just a really, yeah. really unfortunate coincidence. And they've apologized, and I think, yeah, yeah, like you said, and they plan on fixing it, or it's already in the process of being well, fixed. This is the point of a beta. You find a problem, you report the problem to the developers, they fix it upon, you know, release of the full version of the game. Exactly. It's just really unfortunate that it turned into something that was very hateful. <laughs> it's it was kind of sad it made it through so many people to get that far. But yeah, someone didn't double check. It was an accident and it was. It sounds like an honest mistake. It really does. So uh, no need to get too up in arms. No. And a lot of people forgave him for that. It kind of turned into kind of like a humorous thing. It's it's serious. It's a bad thing, but it did end up happily. Um, but yeah, kind of in summation of this beta, I did not enjoy it. I was looking for 
the next Left 4 Dead. Maybe you could upgrade the guns, you had several maps, and then a couple RPG mechanics here and there. Mm -hmm. I, I did not want another Destiny Anthem, you know, zombie clone. Right. And that's that's kind of what we're going to get. If you like that, awesome. You're really going to like this game. What it, when it does what it wants to do, it does it right. The mechanics are great between the survivors to even playing as the zombies. I hope there's more zombies because there's right now there's only like three and there's not a range of abilities. But yeah, if you like that, have fun. I'm honestly kind of disappointed. Well, it's like you said, the re the whole reason betas exist is for, you know, players to be able to give feedback to the developer. So I'm not too worried yet because I'm also really looking forward to Back for Blood. I'm not too worried yet. Well, if it's in beta and it's like a public release, they're not going to change the like the game mechanics it already has between the level up and the loot and selling and market system. Um, I think they're going to keep all that. Hey, dude, I remember when we bullied an entire studio to make Sonic look different in the movie? I mean, don't count us out yet. That's fair. That's fair. I just want to see more Left for Dead. I know, buddy. I miss Coach. Here, do you want to talk about the next quick take? Because that last one wasn't quick at all. This it was it was not quick at all. But warranted. Um, I am but also warranted. very interested in this quick take, though, too, or semi long take. Dying Light 2 is getting an update before it even releases. Um, Excellent. Apparently, they're adding a quality mode for better effects and post processing elements. Love it. So it's going to look prettier. That's nice. That actually, uh, dude, I'm all about that because remember what Peach has said when we made him play the first Dying Light. One of his, uh, he had a couple of complaints, which were all warranted, but even by PS, yeah, but even by PS4 standards, he said that like even as a guy who doesn't care about graphics, he could tell that the game was already aging. So, I mean, this isn't nothing. I just I hope it doesn't delay the game because you're right. You know, these graphics are only going to be as good until the next big thing comes out. Eventually, these graphics will look ugly to us. I mean, I, I don't know how that's possible, but it's probably going to happen. But more specifically about this article, uh, Techland sheds some light on this new quality mode that they're adding. It's a 4K game resolution at 60 FPS. That's... That's pretty. It's going to be gonna looking be good. Gory decapitations. It's going to be gross. Not for the squeamish of heart. That's why I can't wait to play it. May I please have the next hot take? No. Yes. No. Yes. Yes, yes you can. <laughs> oh, you big silly. Don't worry, Zach. I'll give you the PUBG since you actually used to play a lot. But I want to take this one. All right. Coming from... CharlieIntel.com from a dude named Keshov. You're not Charlie. All right. Modern Warfare 3 Remaster does not exist, Activision says. Um, Bummer. Yeah, I, I mean, it's the natural thing, right? Because they did a remaster of Modern Warfare. And everyone was like, that's great. But can we get Modern Warfare 2, please? And they were kind of like, eh, we'll give you the campaign. And everyone's like, but I don't want the campaign. I want the fun mode. And I want to nuke people. 
Exactly. Okay, now, to be fair, to be fair, Modern Warfare, the whole line, Modern Warfare 1, 2, and 3, actually have fantastic campaigns. Especially Modern they Warfare do. 2. Probably had the best well, campaign of all Call of Duties, in my opinion. We've said several times that Modern Warfare was the peak of Call of Duty. Could they really surpass that with a third one? Uh, honestly, I don't think so. Um, Modern Warfare 2, in every way, was the best Call of Duty. And in fact, the only thing it was missing was zombies. Because, of course, that other studio is the one in charge of doing zombies. Um, Treyarch? Yes. That sounds right. But to be fair, Modern Warfare 2 had a great campaign. So they gave us the campaign, which is not nothing. That's awesome. Modern Warfare 2's campaign came out, so they're probably going to do Modern Warfare 3, right? Well, no. According to this article, the studio um, claims they have no plans whatsoever to bring back Modern Warfare 3. And to be honest, I don't know why they wouldn't do that. I mean, you clearly have the audience for it. You clearly have the group of people who want it. But on the other hand, like I said, I think they honestly peaked with Modern Warfare 2 in terms of story. So I'm personally not that disappointed or even care that much. Because let me be let me be fair. I didn't even play the remaster of the Modern Warfare 2 campaign. I didn't like it that much. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, all you huge Call of Duty fans that listen to our podcast. Modern Warfare 3 remastered does not exist. And Activision wanted you to know. How much more modern could you get, though? Because, I mean, didn't they have to go to, like, future war after Modern Warfare 2? I was literally... Because, like, after you do yeah. the after you do the drones and tactical nukes, I mean, we're, we're not that far technically I was advanced. literally asking the same questions as a 14-year-old. I'm like, what do you mean Modern Warfare 2? <laughs> this is, what the fuck? How much more modern could like, it be? Dad, this doesn't make sense. He's like, I know, but hey, it's fun. But hey, Activision. <laughs> Zach, you want to talk about some PUBG? Uh, yeah, PUBG is going free to play soon, according to PC Games N. Um, huh, yeah, cool. it's going to be called PUBG Battlegrounds. And um, says that they're trying. So right now the game is going free to play for one week in order to sweeten the deal. And then we'll see if that does a full shift. This is rumored, uh, but we'll see. Um, I do think that's what's holding back this game is it's not free to play like Fortnite. Um, and it's a little more uh, graphically demanding, so you can't put it on everything as well as easily. Um, but it seems like they figured out the free to play model and um, it's probably a little bit too late, but it'll still be a popular game. It probably won't overtake Fortnite is my two cents. No, that's a quick take, boys. You see how quick that was? Oh, it was done. No. Yeah. Quick take, quick take. Yeah. I mean, PUBG's not going to it's not going to overtake Fortnite. I don't know if there's really much that can overtake Fortnite. But as far as like Battle Royales go, PUBG was probably like the second most popular. And then eventually it died down. But I would love to give PUBG a go. I'm excited about this. Um, not to say that the Game Team podcast is full of geniuses, because we are. We did Obviously. joke about Naraka Blade Point and how 24 Entertainment had a spot at E3, and which was foreshadowing because Naraka Blade Point has actually put up some pretty big numbers. According to Steam DB, which is probably the best source of concurrent players that you can get, uh it had a 24-hour peak of 86,136 players on. Wow. As I'm looking at this right now, it's got 30,000 players. So coming from a smaller developer in 24 Entertainment, like this is pretty uh, pretty popping. 
Yeah. Damn. I mean, um, yeah, we're not always right, boys. But when we're right, we're right. It's a parkour melee battle royale. And so I think if that interests you, it sounds like the audience is there. You'll have people to play with and it'll be fun. So that is Naraka Blade Point and our Subtle Flex. JP? <laughs> subtle Flex. Yep, you're... You are 100% right, because we were just giving this game all sorts of flack, especially me. I think I was very critical of the game, kind of talking about how generic it was. So, um, and I'm not taking it back, but it does certainly have a lot of people who disagree with me at this point. Uh-oh. I can hear the hate mail. I can hear the clickety-clack. Bring it on! All the typed hate. All right, next hot take. Remedy. Control has passed 10 million players. Biggest budget control game in conception phase. So, in our control review, we highlighted just how well made the game was, and it seems a ton of people agree. In Remedy Entertainment's latest financials report, the studio has announced that there are now over 300 developers employed by Remedy Entertainment, and regarding control, the game has now reached over 10 million players. Um, good. I fucking love control. The story, I'm gonna hand it to you, the story's convoluted, but I love literally everything else about control. It's like fighting mechanics were fun. It's it has one of the greatest sequences I've ever seen in a video game, which is like the room shifting while you're battling enemy and enemies to like metal rock music thing. I'm like, this is so fucking cool. Yeah. And now because of this amazing game, Remedy is in the spotlight and has the ability to make some awesome new games, maybe add on to control. And of course, has employed a lot of people into its studio. Congratulations, guys. You really earned it. Woo. One last thing to go over for the quick takes. It is a Pokemon. Um, Zar, I believe that means it's yours. Pokemans. 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 All right. This is coming to us from a tweet from Pokemon at Pokemon. Attention <laughs> trainers. Tune into our YouTube channel on Wednesday, August 18th. At 6 a.m. <laughs> what? 6 a.m.? Oh, you've got to be fucking kidding me. It's because they're from Japan, Czar. Uh, what is, what is PDT? What what time zone is that? I have no idea. <laughs> I've got the big dumb. All right. Well, I'm glad it's not just me. Anyway, they're they're ha they're hosting at 6 a.m. on Wednesday, August 18th, a Pokemon Presents, and this is going to be showcasing uh, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, and Legends Arceus. Yay. Um, Japan, current time zone. There, It's 5.07 a.m. So is that 15 hours ahead of us? Yeah, give or take. So, yes, this makes perfect sense. So it's going to be like 4 o'clock central time? Makes perfect sense, then, why that's happening. So yeah, okay, yeah. I'm very excited about this news. Um, there's a lot that they need to kind of give to us. Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. I mean, those are pretty much set in stone. Some people disagree with the chibi art style, like Zach's not a huge fan of, but the games are pretty much good. I'm more interested to see what they're gonna do with Pokemon Legends Arceus because although the concept is amazing, we uh, on this podcast had quite a few critiques about how it looked. And the I, two FPS. Uh, yeah, yeah. What was it? Yeah. Chingling. Yeah. The chingling at two FPS. I was that like, was wow, <laughs> that's bad. That's really bad. How long ago was that that we saw that footage? Must have started like four months ago. Maybe February 25th or Pokemon Day, whenever the Pokemon Day was. 
26? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. so about six months ago. Wow. I am so impressed by how they have not given us anything on these two games. I'll be totally honest. We haven't heard anything until, uh, I mean, when this episode drops, the director will be out and then we'll have our thoughts uh, the week after. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I really, 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 really hope they do my boy Turtwig and give him a mega evolution. Um, (laughs) I doubt they will Um, I think that's I think partially they haven't told us anything because of what happened with Pokemon Sword and Shield and how that blew up in their face hella quick yeah Um, that's fair but maybe that means they learned their lesson and they're actually gonna work on this one (laughs) no well let's hope so there's work on a game you say there's only one question left are y'all getting Brilliant Diamond or Shining Pearl well, JP, I hope you're getting Brilliant Diamond because I bought it for you. And then I'm getting Shining Pearl. Yes. Yeah, really, it was a I question. I was going to go with Brilliant Diamond. And a fun fact, the reason why we're doing it that way is because when the fourth gen came out all those years ago, Zach and I got it together and I got Pearl and he got Diamond. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. So, yeah, we're doing it reverses this time. We'll do a play sesh and then we'll both attack a full level 100 Blissey with the close combat and then we'll fall asleep together. It'll be great. And it'll be a great day. Aww. And Zach, Zach, will your mom order some pizza? Yeah, I'll tell her to order. <laughs> and Zar will watch through the window. <laughs> oh, bold of you to assume we're laying you on the property. <laughs> Zar, you're always invited over, baby. <laughs> OK, um, so with that, let's go into upcoming game releases. Zar, it's your turn, bitch. Ooh, all right, all right. So, coming out on August 19th is Recompile for the PlayStation 5, the Xbox Series, nice. and PC. Oh, smooth. Then we have Re-MS <laughs> Rims. Rims. Racing. Go uh, ahead and say Rims, please. <laughs> Re-MS. <laughs> uh, for the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Then we have The Veil, Shadow of the Crown for Xbox One and PC. 12 minutes for the Xbox Series, Xbox One and PC. Then on August 20th, we have Arietta of Spirits for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch and PC. Ghosts of Sushi Fish, Director's Cut (laughs) for the PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. Madden NFL 2022 for the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, the Google Stadia, and the PC. Not the Switch. Sorry, Zach. Why won't the Stadia die? (laughs) We've already buried you. Can we just talk about how awful EA is? We already already have today. Oh, shit. We did that part already. Anyway, August 24th. Aliens Fireteam Elite for the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Actually kind of interested in that one. Um, then we have HOA for the Switch in PC. The fuck do you call it? HOA. <laughs> okay. This is so okay. Good one, buddy. I expect you to die to the Spy in the Lair for the PlayStation VR Rift Quest Ooh. and Vive. Wow, that is a lot of systems that we have never said before. I can dust off my PSVR. <laughs> finally get some love. Anyway, Ayo. finally, the last game, King's Bounty 2 for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. All right. Um, we have the hype up games. Um, Ghost of Tsushima. Sushi. Yeah. Sushi. 
Go some sushi. Listen, 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 boys. Go some sushi fish. Make no mistake. If this game was released just a little bit earlier, this would have been one of the free games you would have gotten for switching over to the PS5 from the PS4. It's outstanding. And the graphics were already fantastic on the PS4 Pro. It's going to look even better on the PS5. I'm going to do a replay. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, that's all I got to say. That also, though, like, don't feel like you need to throw down the extra money for the PS5 version if you don't want to. Like with all the other PS4 games, there's a little fee if you want to get the like upgraded version. But I don't know exactly how they're doing it with this director's cut. But all they're doing is upping the way it looks and adding some of the DLC that they did a little later on in the game's life. So it's going to be awesome. Look into it if you've been a little interested. It's going to be great. haptic feedback, JP. Oh, my God. That haptic feedback. Audio, audio, mm -hmm. 3D audio. There we mm -hmm. go. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. What else? What, what else is it? Uh, uh, Owning a uh, PS5 in general. <laughs> Just Xbox, 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 Xbox. No. <laughs> um, it's going to look pretty. Correct. Lip sync for Japanese voiceover. Oh, that is true. That's going to be awesome. Oh, that isn't it. Yeah, that's cool. Which they, yeah, I, they did need to work on that. It literally made me switch over to the other option. It was like, okay, this is bad. <laughs> In a game this beautiful, having the lip sync off is just like, uh, the one thing I can't get over. Yeah, that'd be noticeable. I played Xenoblade Chronicles too. Is it worse than that? Oh God, Xenoblade was already pretty bad. Okay, that's that's not what I meant. Fuck you. All right. <laughs> first, first of all, <laughs> fuck you. All right. On Saturday, we are doing a iteration of Sidekick Sidebar. We have not done that segment in quite some time, so we are very excited. And I think that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Czar, it is absolutely great to have you back, my man. It's great to be back. You just got your game tea. Later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> If you like what you heard today and you're looking for more ways to get your game tea fixed, check us out on Patreon. With bronze, silver, and gold tiers starting at $2 a month, there are several incredible rewards you can receive for supporting the show, such as a follow from us on Twitter, access to a monthly Q&A session, an invitation to our private Discord server, and even bonus episodes of the podcast only accessible to patrons. Your donations will be used to make the show even better. The link to Patreon is in the description with our social media, so go check it out. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast.